0: You're listening to
1: PetLifeRadio.com.
2: It's OBE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Renton, Tinseltown.
3: Well, this show is all about the art of paying 20. That's right, paying 20. And it's all about how you can ride the wave of success if you put your heart into it. Our guests today include a teenager who makes a habit of beating the odds, and a dog who turned disappointment into one dandy opportunity. Do I got you curious as, say, a cat? Well, hang on. I won't tease you anymore. I'm very pleased to welcome to our show Patrick Iveson. Hey Patrick, how you doing?
4: I'm great, how are you?
3: I'm good, and uh, handling the speaking role for Ricochet, her golden retriever, is professional dog trainer Judy Ferdano. Welcome to the show, Judy. Thank you. Now, I also have to give a big pause up to Ricochet. I know she's probably out and about in your backyard and may come in and maybe give a woof or two on the mic. But until then, we're going to share how a disabled surfer and a service dog flunky have turned their personal tragedies into triumphs, and how they are definitely turning heads in the world of surfing. Right after we take this commercial break, so sit and stay. We'll be right back.
2: Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back.
5: Perfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Perfume's super long-lasting sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Perfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Perfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Perfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Parfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E.
2: Only on PetLiferadio.com. Let's talk pets on PetLiferadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet educator, Arden Moore.
3: Welcome back to the OBHA show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. As mentioned, our special guests today come in two and four legs. So let's start with the two-leggers. First, uh, give a big pause and applause to 15-year-old Patrick Iveson of Scripps Ranch, California, and to Judy Ferdano of Escondido, California. Now, the two of you, thanks to a four-legged celebrity by the name of Ricochet, a golden retriever, have become pretty good friends and are on quite a neat crusade. Why don't you explain to all of us, let's start with Judy. I mean you have this dog Ricochet that was being groomed to be a service dog and uh, things just didn't happen as scripted, right?
0: That's right. She was born to be a service dog really and I was working with her for about 18 months and Somewhere in that time frame, she started showing me that she really had a propensity to chase birds and other small animals. And as a (laughs) trainer, I Mm -hmm. worked really hard with her trying to get her to control that impulse Mm -hmm. and had some pretty good success with it. But I knew that if she were to be placed with someone with a disability, it could be dangerous if she all of a sudden saw something and wanted to go chase it. So I had to make the decision to... Change her role in the program, what we would call is a released dog from the service dog program, and I was very disappointed about it, but I tried to look at what does what can she do instead of what can't she what she couldn 't do and one of the things that we did on the side with her service dog training was surfing and she 's a pretty good surfer, so I tried to think of how can I make surfing be meaningful for her and came up with the idea of a subsidiary type thing or an initiative of the Puppy Prodigies program, the service dog program that I have, and called it Surfing for Possibilities.
3: Oh, and that's it great. Become,
0: it would become a program where she would fundraise for charitable causes. And that's how that started. And about the same time that I was trying to teach her not to chase after birds, Positive Teams, a local service dog organization here in San Diego, was getting ready to match one of their service dogs with Patrick. Through that experience, and I had gotten to know Patrick, the, um, one of the trainers knew that I did some surfing with Ricochet when she was a puppy, and I had a video of it, and she sent it to Patrick, and we kind of started chatting. So when I decided to have Ricochet do something meaningful with surfing, the first person I thought of was Patrick.
3: Wow, that's pretty amazing. Fundraising for him. You know, two things I've gleaned from this. One, you're as bad at puns as I am by having the um, surfing for possibilities. Good one. Yes. I love it. And secondly, you touched on something that's very important. You said instead of looking at what Ricochet can't do, you're looking at what she can do. And that, for whether you are a dog, a cat, or a person, to me is the best attitude, don't you think? Absolutely.
0: And... It was a a tough decision for me, and I was disappointed. But once I made the decision and I said, okay, be who you are, I get very emotional about this. I told her, be who you are, and amazing, amazing things have been happening with this dog and what she's able to have materialized in people's lives, including my own.
3: Wow, that's great. Now, another amazing person that makes me just go, oh, my gosh, is Patrick Iveson now Patrick you and I go way back probably since Sunday right a couple days ago I met you way back (laughs) way back we're BFs from way back I first heard of Patrick a few weeks ago in checking out my local newspaper and seeing some things on a video of this incredible teenager who's surfing despite having some uh, not a really fun beginning in life you wanna go ahead Patrick and share what happened to you and uh, what your situation is right now?
4: Yeah, when I was 14 months old, my mom and I were walking behind a car, and the driver wasn't paying attention and was actually arguing, and he backed up without looking behind him. I was this little kid, and um, I just happened to be on the driver's car side, and when he backed up, he hit me and ran me over. Yeah, as a result, um, I have a C4 five incomplete spinal cord injury, so that makes me a quadriplegic. Basically I can't like I can move everything but it's really weak. So I um you know, I, I don't let that let that get me down, you know, like what what Judy was saying, I look at what I can do, you know, kinda like how she was working with Rick Ricky. I decided I wanted to surf and I made it happen.
3: Wow. Now, just to, for people to get a good idea, a C4-5 spinal cord injury, where is that in the position on the back?
4: I basically broke my neck. Okay, I, so it's up high. think in my neck really broke, but...
3: You do nice. have a little bit of ability to move your hands a little bit, but you're saying it's very weak, correct? Right. Okay.
4: So I have I have all my muscles and I can feel everything and move everything and, like, contract all my muscles, but it's just a matter of strength.
3: Okay, okay. And you told your mom, Jennifer. Hey, mom. You know, I'm a teenager. I live in Southern California. The surf is calling my name. What did your mom have to say about that?
4: Well, um, I actually started surfing when I was eight. And uh, oh, wow. You know, yeah, I've been surfing for a while. My, I told my mom I was saying, hey, let's uh, let's try surfing, and because I'd I'd been doing. Rugby and soccer and, like, anything I could really get. Wait
3: a into. minute. Rugby and soccer?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are fun. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting to watch, like, adapted sports, because, like, any sport there is, somehow they've adapted it pretty much.
3: That's like, great.
4: I've also done skateboarding. I wouldn't
3: really? wouldn't really
4: recommend it, but <laughs>
3: okay. I okay. tried it, you know. Okay. So, there,
4: I was playing all these sports, and, um... I said, "Okay, let's uh, let's try surfing," and she was like, "Oh, for sure!" And in her head, she's thinking, "I have no idea how to do that." But um, <laughs> we saw we saw a, a movie called *Step Into Liquid* with um, Jesse Bilauer in it. And Jesse Bilauer, he started the Life on Foundation, okay. um, which is um, they raise money for spinal injury research, and um, they also take people in wheelchairs surfing. So um, I saw that movie. And Jesse has a similar injury as me, like same level. Okay. And um, he was deep surfing these just ridiculous waves, laying down. So I was like, well, oh, there you have it. If you can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Is
3: your mom nearby, Patrick? Jennifer?
4: Um, let me see. She, she was. I think she wandered off now, though. Okay, well
3: when uh-huh. she comes back into view, we're going to grab her for a couple comments, okay? Okay, but, yeah. I mean, seriously, were you ever scared? Or how do you handle some of this, things like going on the waves? I mean, waves aren't always uh, kind to people, no matter your situation.
4: Oh, no, <laughs> no um, you know, I, I was definitely scared, like, at first. Um, well, for the first couple times, I didn't really know what was going on. I was just kind of this little kid on the front of a surfboard, just kind of having fun with it. When, like, my first real tumble I kind of got a wake up call and was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of dangerous." But, <laughs> so I've now I've got the system pretty much perfected. Now I don't really have any major accidents in the water anymore, and I can also hold my breath for a really long time. So
3: well, but, that's uh, good. Um, and you're wearing a vest, right? So you're yeah. not sinking.
4: <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going down. So people okay. people get to me eventually. <laughs>
3: Okay, we're speaking with Patrick Iveson. He's a disabled teenage surfer who makes me look like, you know, a turtle on my back when it comes to surfing. So I'm, I'm very impressed by your talents. And also, Judy Ferdano has an awesome dog, a golden retriever by the name of Ricochet, who has appropriately enough, I guess, earned the nickname Rip Curl Ricky. Is that correct? That's right. Oh, my gosh. I call my dog Chippalicious, but, you know, Rip Curl, Ricky, (laughs) that sounds awesome. (laughs) So help us understand, you know, we were speaking with Patrick, kind of his challenges of being able to surf with limited mobility. But here you got a golden retriever. So how in the heck do you get a dog to learn to surf?
0: Well, Ricochet, because she was raised in the Puppy Prodigies program that I have, focuses on the foundation learning of puppies. So from the moment she was born and in her whelping box there were um, articles in there that the puppies would have to balance on or um, that moved and so forth. So she started very young um, building that foundation. But there's dogs that can go in the waves and just pick it up pretty instantly. just depends on the dog and the person that's with the dog, if the person has (laughs) surfing experience or not.
3: Okay, well, I guess that's a perfect segue for me to... You guys heard about my dog, Cleo, right? Yes. I have a little 12-pound mystery mutt. Everybody go to Facebook and Arden Moore. And a very competent surf instructor by the name of Brandon Skullman in Huntington Beach gave Cleo, a terrier mix, her first surfing lesson. And like you were saying, Judy... She was one of the dogs that just took to it immediately. She never sat down. She never laid down. She never tried to chase her run off the board. She was like muscling through the waves. So, But I think you touched on something. We made it positive and fun, and I think the instructor, she trusted him. That must be very yes. important.
0: Trust is a very big factor in, in the surfing, and... Really, each every dog surfs differently and looks Mm -hmm. at the experience differently. So it is very important to make it positive, no matter what it is. And some dogs may just not want to do it, and they shouldn't be forced to do it. But the ones that do, dogs have a really good sense of balance. So most of them take to it pretty well. So it's just making that positive association from the beginning. And there's some people will say, well, my dog... Gets on the board, but when the wave comes, they jump off. And some dogs use right. it as a diving board. <laughs> so it's, it's working with those dogs at home now that you know surfing season's kind of winding Ramping down up. here, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that can be done at home to get the dogs ready for the next season of surfing and be able to enter some of those competitions that are all throughout San Diego and now Huntington Beach.
3: What's a couple of at home training tricks? people can do with their dogs uh, so they can be prepped for the next season?
0: Well, if they have a surfboard, you can use a surfboard on dry land. If you don't have a surfboard, you could use any type of platform that the dog learns the best place to be is on that platform or on that surfboard. And the way to do that is to reward the dog when they're on the Mm -hmm. platform or surfboard. And when they're off, there is no reward. So you could feed them. Other meals on the surfboard, you can give them treats on there. If you're a clicker trainer, you can do it similarly to, like, go to mats where you're clicking when the dog is on the board. You can do all your petting and loving on the surfboard. The dog just gets used to being on that board, so when the board comes out, the dog jumps on. Uh, okay. soon that transfers to the water, and the dog's just very enthusiastic any time they see that board.
3: But what about in the water, too? Like my big dog, Chipper, is fine in the water as long as she can touch bottom. But if she can't, she turns into a little 60-pound puddle of panic uh, versus Cleo, who's like, I don't care. I'll, I'll keep going. I'm 12 pounds. I don't have to touch the bottom. So if you get them associated with the surfboard on land and they want to jump on it because good things happen, what do you do once they're in the water to, to get them to know it's, it's okay if they can't touch bottom?
0: Well, a couple of things you could do is start out in a swimming pool or a okay. cave pool so that if they do fall off the platform of the surfboard, they do touch bottom, and it doesn't get them nervous. And you can move that to a still water like maybe Fiesta Island or something like okay. that so okay. that they learn. The other thing that I find really important is that the dog wear a life jacket,
3: Absolutely. Because if the dog has
0: a life jacket on, if they fall off the board, they're not going to hit the bottom. They're going to be able to stay afloat in the water. And it helps a lot, too. So if, if you do have a wipeout, and it's you and the dog, you're able to grab the dog by that handle of that life jacket. Because sometimes the currents can be pretty bad out there, and you don't want your dog having to get really tired swimming against the current. The dogs learn pretty quickly that if you're holding them in the life jacket, they don't need to move their legs. They can be still and they can trust that you're going to keep them safe. So that life jacket really gives the dogs a lot more confidence.
3: We're speaking with Judy Ferdano and also surfer Patrick Iveson. And we're going to talk more about how the two of their lives came to be connected for great causes right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back.
2: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash, right after these messages.
5: Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about.
2: Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California,
6: says he invented an application for the iPhone. that claims it can read your dog's mind, huh? No, it's true. I've read about it on my
5: cat's Twitter page. That's <laughs> Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. Uh-huh. On your iPhone, of course.
1: the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com
2: Let's Talk Pets
1: Let's Talk Pets on PetLife Radio
2: PetLife Radio Pet Life Radio, Pet Life Radio. <laughs> We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Behave. Here's Arden.
3: Welcome back to the O Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Today, our guests are Patrick Iveson and Judy Ferdano. And of course, we can't forget Ricochet, the golden retriever who surfs like you wouldn't believe and has earned the nickname Rick Curl Ricky. Well, as we were speaking with Patrick, you know, a childhood injury due to a dummy driver. I'm going to say that right out loud there for you, Patrick. Didn't stop Patrick from doing things he really enjoys, especially surfing. And so your two lives kind of intersected, Patrick, with Judy and her dog Ricochet. And tell us how that came to be and what's your take on Ricochet as a surfing tandem teammate?
4: Um, well, you know, it really started with the whole me getting Tona, my service dog. We got introduced through Positive Teams, and I met Ricky, The I think, like the day before, just a couple of days before, the first time we actually went in the water.
3: Oh, and really? It was,
4: like, <laughs> yeah, it, was, wow. it was like instant love, though. Like, jumped on my lap the second I got to the beach the next mm-hmm. day, and we got in the water and surfed a couple of waves next to each other. Like, I was on my board, and she was on her board. <laughs> and then we said let's give it a try, and they put her on my back, and we did it first try. <laughs> like, you did, was, wow! Yeah, it it was easier than I thought it was gonna be because I was I, I tried to take Kona surfing take a couple weeks before that, and it didn't go well. <laughs> he, he he loves the water, but he didn't like the board.
3: Oh um, okay. Well,
4: so, that's what so Judy I'm was kinda, speaking I'm, about. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work on. <laughs> with that. But, but so I had, I had background in my mind. We got in the water with Ricky and it was like, it was perfect. It was a lot of fun. Like I, had, I brought a bunch of my friends from high school to help out, and they were just blown away. Like <laughs> they they had never seen anything like that.
3: Now where, which beach did you first try together?
4: We went to Del Mar first. Okay. All right. Del Mar I- on Star Beach. Yeah. Those are small waves and it was easy to get out and turn around and then just ride these little ways in and it It worked really well.
3: Tell me why ricochet needs to be on your back when you're on the board. What's the deal on that and Do you have a long board you use or what type of surfboard?
4: The board that we ride tandem is um it was built by Tom Morey, who does like the boogie board okay and He basically like combined a boogie board and a surfboard and like kind of made it into one. And it's, oh wow! I, think, I don't I don't remember the exact dimensions, but it's really really big. Okay. Um, so <laughs> there's enough room for me to for me to lay on it and for um, Ricky to be on my back. And so what happens is I'm on my I'm on my stomach and Ricky's standing over me and um, the board the board is a little bit like it was built to be ridden by someone on the back with me. So it's kind of hard to explain, but like she wants to stay on the front, but she can't because we'll throw everything where she is. Uh we had to to kind of train her to stay behind me. Okay. So, you know, it it took a little bit, but we made it work really fast.
3: That's great. Judy, what do you think you were able to do with Ricochet to get Ricochet to be more on the back end of the board?
0: Well, it's funny because I tried to simulate being a disabled surfer (laughs) a few times before we got in the water with her, and I had not really been exposed to many adaptive surfers prior so I didn't really know what I was doing and okay. it was nowhere near the same when we got in the water with Patrick but because I know Ricochet is a good surfer and I was handling Ricochet and the, uh, the rest of the team was handling Patrick and I said to Robbie Nelson who's the surf instructor for Happy Barrel Surf School, let me handle Ricochet, just trust her
3: mm-hmm. I don't want
0: to tell mm-hmm. her what to do she will do what needs to be done, and I let Ricochet decide where she needed to be to stand, to balance and counterbalance. Because I can't choose that for her, right. and it's very difficult. It is very difficult for her to ride on that board because she can't stand like she normally stands on a surfboard to surf.
3: Okay. She can't
0: really straddle Patrick because then her legs are splayed out too far. So mm-hmm. she somehow puts her legs in between his and sometimes she's standing on the board crooked sometimes (laughs) her paws are bent and she stays on that board I don't know how she does it she just does it and Mm -hmm. she will counterbalance so if the board's starting to tip to one side she'll move her weight to the other side so that they don't fall off it's the most amazing thing and all I can say is that she was born to do this because Mm -hmm. I didn't really Mm -hmm. teach her right she gets in the water with Patrick and is a completely different dog 100% committed to riding that board with him and obviously raising money as you know the big thing that we're doing so even on Sunday at the last event she had an injured paw and I didn't know if she'd surf or not and she got on that board numerous times for her own um surfing heats and then All the tandem rides she did with Patrick and still was able to do the finals. And she just amazed me that day because I didn't know if she could even surf. She was limping on the sand to get into the water.
3: Oh, my gosh. Clearly,
0: she was in pain, but she went out there and gave it 110%.
3: And just for our listeners, Judy speaking about the first annual is called the Surf City Surf Dog Event. And the goal was to raise money for a lot of good causes including one for Patrick. The group is called org, and I want everyone to dash over to that website so they can learn a little bit more about that. There's also another website called com, and that's r-i-p-c-u-r-l-r-i-c-k-i.com. This is a non-profit group. You've helped Patrick with the Service Dog Kona, right? Is that correct, Judy? Right.
0: Yes, we were fundraising for two different things, or we are, I should say, because it's still going on. We Mm -hmm. started the fundraising back in August, and the Surf City Surf surf Dog was one of the events that we went to to do the tandem surfing, and we've been raising money ever since August. So, And it's it's ongoing. We haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. But we had two goals. One was to be able to purchase or pay for um, Patrick's Service Dog Kona, and the other was to raise money for Patrick's physical therapy at Project Walk.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: we've, as of today, I think we're up to $8,600 that we've raised.
4: 2000
0: wow. of that paid for his service dog. The rest is going to the um, Help Patrick Walk, which funds his physical therapy or other medical needs that Patrick may have. And like I said, we're still continuing to fundraise. There's a couple of things in the works that we're hoping will make a huge, huge difference and the fundraising goes on. So yes, visit either one of those websites. There's donate buttons on Ricochet's that explain a lot <laughs> more about the fundraiser.
3: So okay. you can
0: learn a lot more about Patrick and Ricochet and donate and help Patrick Walk has a website that has wonderful information about all the different things that Patrick does.
3: Patrick, what do you think about this? You've got this dog and this woman that hadn't known you and all of a sudden You've got a service dog, and you get more times at physical therapy. That's pretty awesome.
4: You know, I I think it's really cool, because, like, I love, I love to surf, and Ricky obviously loves to surf, and Judy's just dynamite. Like, she kept she telling me, oh, I've never done this before. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to <laughs> do this. And she's just blowing me away, like I'm... I don't even know she's <laughs> just giving her all the fundraising to do from now on. <laughs> wow. She does a really, really great job. And this, was, this event, this last one, it was beyond a perfect day. And um, I can't think of <laughs> that enough.
3: I got to be there as a celebrity judge, and um, I uh, grew up on a lake, so I didn't get a lot of wave action, but I guess I was there from the, the pet perspective, if you will. And what really made me just laugh with joy is there was over, what, 100 and some plus dogs that were competing, plus there was about 1,500 onlookers in Huntington Beach, which is sort of like a uh, surf capital of the mainland, if you will, in, uh arguably in the United States. And then you'd have the classes by the dog's weight, so you'd have these itty-bitty Shih Tzus, Man in the Waves, and then the Bulldogs, and I even saw a Great Dane out there. But what really was <laughs> blew me away was that... There were some dogs like Ricochet that are now in the Shredders classification. Judy, what the heck is a canine Shredder? At the Surf City um, Surf Dog event, they had two different classes because
0: there were a number of dogs that were there from San Diego. And San Diego's had about four years of Surf Dog events here. Mm -hmm. Huntington Beach is just starting out. So there's a lot of new dogs that haven't surfed before. So they made a Grom Division for new surfing dogs, and then the Shredder Division was dogs that have experience and were competing for more on a competitive level than just starting out new and learning. And some of those dogs that were out there on Sunday never surfed before. So some right. of them were amazing.
3: I know. They, and, one class that just made me laugh, there was like eight dogs in the class. They were all Boston Terriers except for one Springer Spaniel. And do you know as a judge how hard it is to identify the dog on the board if eight of them or seven of them are Boston Terriers?
4: That
3: was hilarious. That was a challenge, a really, really big challenge. So before we say goodbye, we are speaking with Patrick Iveson and Judy Ferdano. Tell us what people can do to help. And, you know, there's other kids out there and other people that would love to surf. I mean, I think you guys are just amazing examples that dogs, when trained right and have that gumption to do it, can do almost anything. I mean, look at Ricochet and look at Patrick. So, Patrick, I'll let you start. You're a sophomore in high school or what level? Right, sophomore. sophomore. Okay. So what are some of your goals that you have and uh, how is surfing helping you, you know, meet those goals? Well,
4: the main goal I have um, as far as physically... Is um I want to walk at my high school graduation okay in two and a half years so i've I said originally when I made that goal that I wanted to have one walker and one person helping and like my maximum amount of help, and I achieved that like three weeks ago
3: okay great so i'm
4: I'm about three years ahead of schedule now I'm just kind of i don't even know where I'll be at that point because I've got two and a half more years of training and strengthening before, I, like, the actual day. You know, surfing is um, surfing is a good workout, for sure, like, our upper body, but more it's, like, kind of shown me that really anything is possible because, you know, I can't swim, really. <laughs> right. So, you know, like, like if, if I can do that and be in a wheelchair and, you know, just kind of go out with my friends and be one of the, one of the guys in the lineup, you know. That's just a huge wake up call to me. Just like you can do anything you want to do.
3: Any idea what you wanna do when as a career when you get older?
4: Well, something with surfing for sure. I don't okay. I don't know like um I I really don't know.
3: Okay. I've been trying to
4: figure that out. I like, I love I love talk I don't know if you could tell but
3: i love to talk. There hey, there's, there's you know there's always openings as a you know a talk show host on a pet radio show network. You <laughs> never know. You could be bumping me yeah. off. Thanks. We could team up. Yeah. I might co-star.
4: There we go.
3: Okay, okay, we could be a team. See there.
4: There we go. Thank All right, you. that's nice. But
3: and did your mom ever come back into the room, or did she get uh, my mic- mom is here? She,
4: All right. Hey, can we give a quick say something. hello
3: to Jennifer? Absolutely. Okay. Hi there. Hey, Jennifer, Patrick's mom. The good thing about being on radio, nobody knows if you're blushing or anything. You could be in your bathrobe still, for all we know. But I just (laughs) wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, I applaud Patrick for what he's accomplished. And I know you've been through a lot as his mom, and I just wanted to know if you wanted to share anything with our listeners about that cool son you have.
0: Well, I think what I wanted to, to let people know is that, um... Patrick, gets a lot of his spirit and a lot of his enthusiasm from all the support that he gets from so many friends and family and people we've never even met. And so we've just had so much support. It's really been many, many blessings. For a tragic situation, we've just been shown kind of the, the true spirit of, of, of how wonderful people can be.
3: He's a great surfer, too. I mean, really.
0: He's he's a phenomenal surfer. And you know what? And his progression in surfing has just been amazing to watch, too. When he first started, someone had to hold him on the board and ride the board with him. And then he slowly kind of has worked his way up. And, you know, he's getting
4: pretty darn good. It's fun to watch.
3: Well, Jennifer, thank you very much. You can go ahead and give it back to Patrick. And I'm going to give a shout out to Judy before we end the show today. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, Jennifer. Hey, Judy. Let's make sure all our listeners know how they can help Patrick and others. So, would you help us run down some of the key websites again?
0: Okay. If they want to make a donation, they can go to Rip Curl Ricky R I C K I, or helppatrickwalk.org. dot org.
3: Now, the Rip Ricky is dot com, correct? Dot com. Okay. Dot com mm-hmm. and Patricks is dot org. Okay. dot org. Okay. If there's any
0: listeners out there who are wanting to get a service dog, they can go to Positive Team's website, and that's P-A-W-S-T-E-A-M dot org. They can also make a donation for the fundraiser we're doing for Patrick on there as well.
3: I think those are the main three. Project
0: Walk, if you want to get more information.
4: Project Walk, you can see what the program is about.
3: Okay. Well, that sounds good. I got my lesson cut out for me. Let me run them down: ProjectWalk.org, dot org, dot org, and RipcurlRicky dot com. Correct? Correct. Whew! That's a lot of www <laughs> dot dot dot. Hey. Both of you and also Ricochet, of course. I really, really am glad that you could be a guest on my show. And I was very happy to meet you at uh, Huntington Beach. And I hope uh, we can cross, pause, and pass down the road. I just am amazed by what you guys can do. And my little dog, Cleo, I'm telling you, warning, she might be in that shredder classification a year from now. She's, like, really loving the waves. That's awesome. (laughs) I know. I think it's great. thank
0: you so much for the opportunity and for being interested in the story that we have here and, and Patrick and what he's able to do. And we're looking forward to actually having Patrick and Ricochet do some more work together and pay mm-hmm. it forward. So we have some things in the works and I'm excited about it.
3: All right. And uh, Patrick, you're a YouTube star. So how do we let people know where are the videos so we can watch, watch you in action?
4: If you just type in my name, Patrick Iveson, into YouTube, you'll... Come up with a whole slew of videos, and then you can kind of click around. And I'm 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 on there quite a bit. Like I was oh. I was on the Today Show, so if you see stuff from Today Show, Patrick Edison, that's me. And Associated Press just put out a video either today or y- wow. yesterday. Okay. Um, and that's on there. That's a really cool one. I like that one. Um well, And I- the latest one is um, if you type in Patrick Edison walking. It shows video of those um, steps I took three weeks ago.
3: Okay, so Patrick Iveson walking, and that's I-V-I-S-O-N, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, well, I will definitely dash over there. I have a lot of videos on YouTube, too, including my other dog, Chipper, peeing in a hotel pool, but that's a story for another (laughs) day. That's her only big swimming lessons. Um, Anyway, again, uh, Patrick Iveson, Judy Ferdano, and, of course, Big Woofs to Ricochet, a.k.a. Rip Curl Ricky, for being our special guest on today's show. I also want to give a big pause up to my cool producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. I invite all of you listeners to check out the amazing lineup of pet shows we offer on PetLifeRadio.com. And come on, go to Ardenmore.com and sign up for my free monthly e-newsletter. We give away lots of fun prizes. We have some fun pet trivia contest and more. It's very easy, and it, I only bug you once a month. And if you're into social networking, let's be BFFs on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for me, Arden Moore. I'm just glad my mom gave me a very unique first name.